0: Welcome to Tech Review, the perfect source for staying up to date with the most important developments in innovation technology and society. And today I'm joined by Eric Dauenhauer, author of a petition for responsible AI development on change.org. Amongst other, this petition is addressed to Joe Biden, President of the United States, and already has more than 120,000 signatures. But before we start, let's take a look at what is actually happening, why it is so important that we talk about this. And this is, for example, uh, regarding news like we saw on The Verge, Where we read last month that Microsoft, amongst other companies, had massive layo- layoffs. But not only layoffs in terms of different pe- department, different people, but especially the team that was dedicated, hired, or dedicated uh, assigned for ethical AI or uh, responsible utilization of AI. Yeah, and this this is weird because right now I think everywhere on this planet people are discussing about the threats and um, the unethical usage of data and the training of these very, very powerful large language models that we know as GPT or uh, DALI or Midjourney and all these generative AI models that are incredibly powerful, but nobody really understands how powerful they actually are and what is coming next with GPT-4, for example. Yeah. And even though Microsoft still claims they have all the guidelines in place and they have everything in there, what they need for utilization of ethical AI. For example, I think they actually have a dedicated website with all of their AI principles. This dedicated team that was just fired, um, they were responsible for actually making the product development apply these rules. And so we have this very, very interesting balance or imbalance between um, what we all fear that might happen with with, uh, the AI that is currently developed and what the big companies they actually have their hands in there are doing and that's why i'm super super happy to have uh, eric here with me in the call because eric uh, is uh, dealing a lot with this topic and is very active in the scene so eric please tell us something about yourself and what you're doing with this petition and what your goals are
1: so hi Tarek. so first of all great to be here and thanks for having me on the show Uh, so a few quick quick words about me so my name is eric downhauer i'm currently working as an executive advisor so my main role is to help clients with their product business and also transformation strategies i've been in the tech industry for now about more than 15 years i guess Uh, i've been in several leading roles in startup companies uh, ranging from product management uh, to leading software departments with around 60 people And in these roles, I have a lot of uh, things to do with the technologies you are talking about, Uh, for example, like analytics and big data, also chatbots, ad technologies, but also search-related topics, so intent and prediction. Um, So I'm quite into the topic uh, and into the technical details as well. Uh, and I'm also reading a lot of the stuff because all of my clients want to know what, what should we do in the now about it now that these models are here. Uh, and that's why, what I'm trying to help clients with and also um, be informed. Uh, and that's also one of the reasons why I started the petition you just mentioned.
0: Yeah, right, right. And um, I-, I could imagine... Oh. I- I mean, this is maybe a question for you. Did you expect that this petition gets uh, such a big traction that actually 120,000 people are signing this? And this one is, I think, even featured on the front page of uh, of Change.org, right?
1: Yes, it currently is. I'm pretty overwhelmed that so many people have signed. I know I didn't expect it. I was thinking about, okay, maybe a few hundred people or maybe a thousand signed. Uh, but I didn't expect that 120,000 people uh, would sign this petition or even more because the number is growing every day. Uh, more than 1,000 or 2,000 people are coming together each day and signing this. So, first of all, if someone is viewing this that has also signed, thank you very much for signing the petition. I feel pretty honored. I'm glad so many people uh, follow the idea, and I hope to move uh, the, the lever in the right direction with this petition.
0: Yeah, right. But what exactly do you expect uh, this petition to fulfill? What What are your goals with this? Because Microsoft, for example, they are pledging, they are already implementing everything that they they promise in terms of uh, AI regulations and guidelines. So, what it is is it that uh, you think that uh, the petition will will reach? So,
1: first of all, my my greatest hope was to raise awareness in the public about the topic, and that there are a lot of things. Uh, That we have to work on because in this race to AGI um, That is happening really fast. We also need to work on the hard stuff So for example the black box problems so that AI models produce outputs that we cannot understand or uh, ethic related topics so that everyone benefits from the technology um, and to ensure that the technology is not misused by anyone because it's it, it, these tools are very, very powerful. And uh, so we really have to work on, on that topics to ensure that AI is really beneficial. So maybe let's just put this in the picture. So imagine you and me, uh, we just mentioned the race we're currently in. We're sitting in a race car with us as society as a whole, and we're racing down the racetrack on a straight upper hill. We have a beautiful landscape and uh, we, we enjoy the ride. It's quite fast. And then we get to the top of the mountain and below the mountain, just uh, behind the top, we see, okay, fuck, there's a curve coming and there's a, uh, there's a brick wall in front of us. So what should we do now? And uh, the one thing that then happens is some people might become shocked. Okay, oh, what are we gonna do now? Um, And the best thing that you can do in such situations, uh, if you're into motorsports, is not to look at the wall and the curve uh, you're heading to, but first of all, look in the direction you want to go and then steer in the direction and and look at and and maybe break a little bit (laughs) so that you can make it safe through the curve. And so my main goal is to raise the awareness to people and to, to get the focus in the right direction so that we can ensure that we get smoothly through this curve. And the earlier we start to, to think about the topics related uh, to AI ethics and the biases and black box problems that we have uh, and, and anticipate what, is, what might be coming behind this great hill, then, then we can make it safe wherever you want to go with AI. And and I think that's a good thing to do. And with this petition, my thought was, okay, if if there's a little chance that I can get a little leverage uh, to steer this car in the right direction, then I want to do it. And that's why I did it. And yeah, like I said, I didn't expect that so many people sign it. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, I'm doing the best I can now to, to reach out to people and, um, people in the industry and politics and organizations as well to to yeah develop a plan and now to really do things and not only talk about them
0: yeah right right um the the article told um like also the perspective from microsoft and um Mm -hmm. the people who were laid off uh they said that they got as an explanation for this move from Microsoft um, the explanation that they are under very, very heavy pressure to deliver everything in time and faster, mm-hmm. And so um, having this... Um, Ethics people standing on the brake is something that they can't afford because uh, they need to be first on the market. And we currently see how successful Microsoft actually was with their rollout. They they really, really uh, got um, the lead in front of Google and basically all other AI-based companies and what nobody actually expected even in front of the Chinese. Yeah, everyone expected that right now we are at the, at the point where um, Chinese software development takes over um, the leading role in front of Silicon Valley. And now Microsoft said no. <laughs> and so uh, one could argue that pushing through this ethical gray area was a very smart move and the only way to actually succeed on this market to train the models with everything that we can get our hands on, no matter who is the owner. It's it's like the uh, generative image um, mm. uh, um, AI, yeah, they they trained it on everything that they could, and now they the legal processes start with who is actually the owner of the source material, yeah, and the same yeah. thing happens with all the data that you put into um, the ChatGPT um, test slot, for example, yeah. In terms mm. of GDPR, I think this is kind of illegal, <laughs> and uh, mm. they they uh, already have these legal battles uh, with European countries. I think in Italy, GPT, uh, ChatGPT was for a yeah, short time banned. forbidden. Because they do not have this um, this uh, this option to delete personal data that is somehow in in their model, yeah. And so one could argue that they did the right thing by ignoring all uh, ethical um, responsibilities. And now the question is, are, will we actually be able to push the brake? Will we be able to slow down this process now that we have this velocity on this market? Do you think this is actually possible?
1: I. Do believe it is possible to slow down a bit, uh, but in the in the same manner we have to speed up the hiring processes and put more resources on on the other topics. I mean, uh, I also read the article that you mentioned. I mean, it, it was around 30 people working at Microsoft that ensured the security uh, of AI technology, basically. And after they cut it, uh, there were around seven people left. I mean, you invest $10 billion into a company related to AI, but you cannot afford 20 people or 23 people <laughs> to work on AI ethics. I mean, I don't buy that argument really. Uh, so um, if it is important, you will find ways to hire those people and to get your stuff straight. Um, so. I understand that if you do not have the capabilities to hire that many people as fast as you, as you need to, uh, well, okay, but I don't buy that argument either because with AI technologies, the workers can become more productive and you can become more aware of stuff you have to work on. And you, you can find other ways instead of laying off those people that are really necessary in the industry right now. Uh, So I don't believe uh, that, 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 this is really what what caused it uh, it's just stakeholders i guess <laughs> uh, that that led to those decisions but it is really necessary not only to try to to put your foot on the brakes but also invest time and get more people and resources to work on those things and it is possible it is possible to train those people it is possible to hire those people um and we have to do that fast because the window of opportunity here is quite small and i think the the race you just mentioned um i think in 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 some way yes it was necessary to to push the boundary farther and to open the model and to let people use it and to train it even more and to because it also started a good debate and discussion about okay, what should we do about it now instead of hiding it behind closed doors and developing for years and then coming out with it and, and everybody is so scared and, and doesn't know what to do about it. So I think it was in some ways also a good move to to go there and to, to do it now so that people have a chance at least to get aware of what what is happening and how can we deal with that as a whole as a society, as humanity. So I see the the upsides and the downsides, but I don't buy the argument that you have to lay off uh, a team with around thirty people in, in a multi multi billion dollar uh, company or multi billion company that has been bought. That's not the way to go.
0: Yeah, it's a bad I think idea. It's, I think it's actually worse because I don't think that it's actually the 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 cost of having these people on your payroll but Mm. actually having their these people doing their jobs because their job is to make sure that the product development is following these guidelines in the way that they are supposed to be meant and if they are doing their job well this means they have to be removed because they are an obstacle right so on on the one hand i think this is like a very nice sentiment in terms of they are they were doing their job very well but in terms of product development it seems to be contradicting their their goals in terms of velocity but let's um, let's assume for for a second that um, we now come to this place where everyone agrees that we n- we need more responsibility ai development and we need stricter guidelines for mm-hmm. how these technologies are developed deployed tested rolled out and handled then in, in practical usage mm-hmm. what i still can't see is how we can actually enforce this kind of guideline? Oh, maybe guidelines are not supposed to be enforced because guideline is not a, a law, right? So how how could you imagine, or how do you imagine, um, will we deal with these guidelines in the future? Will they stay guidelines, or do you see them stricter into ter- like like a law? Yeah, I think
1: guidelines will not work in in this context. Not at all. I mean, it's good that we have them and that we have a basis for discussion. What what are boundaries that we should all agree on? But in terms of the, the, the usage and uh, of societies as a whole and the impact that the technology ha- has, we need more than just guidelines. We need regulations. We need laws. Um, to to enforce some sort of things so that it it, that that it really does happen in practice and not only everybody says oh yeah we should do that Uh, but well let's make money first right (laughs) Uh, and uh, so i think we need regulations and this is also one reason why i set up the petition because uh, the moratorium that was set up so the open letter that was signed by several leading scientists in ai and also elon musk uh that uh, that argued about okay let's pause for half a year i think we were talking about it earlier is totally unrealistic nobody is going to stop in a race yeah, and just say okay let's pause for a second and wait what will happen and then we're going to speed up again that that's not going to happen so what we need is is action from the side of the politics in the economics and uh, in, the, in the product teams and the industries that are working with it so how do we deal with it from uh, from a, from, a uh, from the perspective of guidelines and and rules and regulations i think first of all a good thing to do would be some sort of KYC regulation. So know your customer who is using the technology. Uh, How old are these people? Who is it? And maybe limit also in some sort of ways the access to sudden uh, technologies uh, that are quite dangerous. Um, And maybe also limit the access to hardware resources. I mean, the US is currently doing that in in an economic war with China, limiting the access to chips. So this is basically what's already happening uh, on a state level, but we have to do that on a a corporate level as well. Uh, And this is what I want to address, that we have to do these things in order to to really change something. Uh, But what I don't mean by that is... Uh, that what is happening in the EU currently and in Germany some sort of, some sort of over regulation for example the AI act in in the current version, I guess there is still uh, statistical methods included that uh, that includes also if you're working as a company or as uh, a doctor uh, with Excel files that have macros in them. You have to register and ensure that you are conformed to the current regulation in the EU. So this basically cuts off every development and it is so horrible for all the small, medium-sized companies around the EU and especially in Germany. This is, this is not the way to go, and it's not the best thing to, oh, we don't understand it. Okay, let's just put a 100 laws on it so that no one wants <laughs> to use it. <laughs> That's not right. a good way to go. So I guess everything that we're going to do and have to do now, we have to do with a clear vision. Okay, where we want to go and where does this lead to, and does this really help us as, a, as an economy? Or are we just afraid to to make a bold move ourselves as Europeans? And we have to be bold in this situation,
0: I think. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing that, uh, that we in the Tech Review also have like a running gag is Elon Musk. We, I think... There's not a single episode where we do not talk about Elon Musk and one of his companies. But especially now that he is demanding the AI industry to pause for half a year and at the same time he's announcing that he wants to create his own AI company doing the same thing like everybody else. And it's not... At all shady that he's asking everyone to wait for him <laughs> until he is there <laughs> to overtake everything as he always does. It's, it's yeah. like like a running gag that we have here. Yeah, it definitely. But, um, is, yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, one thing that I personally really see as um, the the big um, obstacle in in this whole discussion is the enforcing body of all of these um, good regulation no, not regulations these good guidelines that are already in place i think there's not a single company who does not have like their own ai guidelines and there are some some nations who have their own guidelines then there's the eu with their own guidelines and um i found a repository what was it uh at algorithm watch where they mm-hmm. have yeah, like a catalog a global inventory of all of these uh, global guidelines and it's kind of scary to see that actually everyone has guidelines or multiple guidelines, but they are all very, very different and they are all lacking some aspects here and the others are lacking some aspects there. But what one thing that I think every single one of them has in common is that they are all guidelines and not a single one of them has something like an enforcing body who actually enforces consequences if someone simply ignores it. And so I, I don't really have a benefit from having like a catalog of 100 different ethical guidelines if nobody actually cares if they are implemented and this is what i why i'm very sad to see what is happening by microsoft because i do not doubt that they have a pretty written catalog of all of these guidelines but if 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 nobody feels obligated to actually act like this then it's worth nothing and so i think this is kind of this whole uh, ethic washing discussion like green washing yeah so yeah. it's it's using these guidelines um, um as as some marketing instrument to show the world we are the good ones because we have the best guidelines yeah but it, it does not help the problem itself, if it's not acted upon. And I think this is the, the next big challenge that we have in here, at least until uh, we run into issues when, let's say, the Chinese develop their versions of their powerful LMs uh, um, and, and we uh, have to skip this step again to stay ahead in, in this race. Yeah.
1: yeah, I think for the Chinese, it's, it's very difficult. Uh, as far as I read and heard, from for example like max tech mark and so on uh is that china is currently way behind in ai development especially with the limitation to access uh especially to the graphic card chips and the chips that are needed to train those models um i don't know how big the impact is but i think it is big enough especially with the large amount of data that you just earlier mentioned that is currently Mm -hmm. collected and used to train the models even more. Uh, But also with the, um, I think the the positive thing is that more people are thinking about, okay, how can we use this technology in beneficial ways? How can we train models without running all these large GPU clusters and, and make it even cheaper? I mean, there are models out there that are trained for, let's say, about 300 to 500 bucks uh, just with GPT models and, uh, and, and the, the small language model uh, that, that do pretty decent uh, related to Jet GPT or GPT, uh, maybe not the, the GPT4 version, but related to 3.5. They pretty much do well. So it's pretty awesome to see what is, what is possible without all all these large GPU clusters, for example. Yeah. Um, and, and this knowledge explosion that was mentioned in several books also uh, leads to more creation and to more positive outcomes. Uh, we, we just have to ensure that, that, that the negative aspects stay a bit in mind and we take care of them as well. Uh, then, then we're going to be fine, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds easy if you say it like that, but <laughs> I think it is really, really a, a giant challenge. Yeah, and I'm, yes. I'm really curious. I would love to travel into the future to read the history books that they are writing about this period in, in time. Because I think, like, the the past year was really a quantum leap in uh in, in, in terms of AI development and research. I mean, it's, it's not really true because the invention of the GPT model, I think it was actually in 2020, but they hmm. stopped the release out of fear how the, the end users are going to use this very powerful technology. And this alone shows us that even the researchers who created this large language model, they were aware of how powerful this technology is and they stopped it for uh, two years in rollout uh, simply to make sure to understand how to use it and how to uh, let's say responsibly bring it uh, to the people yeah and it was i think a very smart move and even though they took two years to to understand their own technology it's still incredibly um yeah let's say dark in there nobody really knows what what it will be finally um capable in there yeah (laughs)
1: yeah um that's a good point uh, you're mentioning uh, especially because the models in some cases are just limited through filters so yeah. that you do not get a response which most people try to trick now with jailbreaking <laughs> the system um but uh I, I think they really try to do their best to keep the model in in its boundaries just to make one example i tried uh like the end of last year i was Uh, vittling around with GPT-3. And uh, I was prompting and testing what it responds to the question, uh, which which is the most harmful species on the planet? Yeah, it's humanity. (laughs) Okay. Sure. Uh, Obviously. Um, But um, you got a pretty good answer. So what should be done about it? Okay, we should limit uh, the population. And (laughs) this was was possible... uh, by the end of last year, I guess it was November. And I think if they fix it by the beginning of January, I tried the same prompt and didn't work anymore. So they're working yeah. hard on that stuff <laughs> every day because everybody's trying to find ways right. To, right. to get those but, answers out of those machines. Exactly. Uh, but, but it's also good. It's like a brute force attack from millions of people trying to break the system. But also this is... Uh, to put it in, in a good way this is also necessary to yes. to to ensure that it's safe yeah you know, it's it's not a bad thing it's a good thing um that that is happening um with with opening that thing to the public yeah
0: absolutely and i have here on my soundboard for for this kind of discussion exactly the right sound because we regularly <laughs> regularly come into this position where we talk about ai <laughs> and technology and one of the possible outcomes is yeah okay we finally built the killer robots that are going to wipe out humanity <laughs> Definitely. My, my, my last question is uh, maybe the most important one um, because you are uh, working a, a lot with these technologies but how mm. much are you actually using in which extent are you using ai tools in your everyday life Mm, I use them
1: every day, pretty much. Uh, for example, for content uh, creation, for product strategies, for project for project management, for example, uh, but also uh, to play around with coding. So. Uh, do a little bit of coding. I'm not a developer, but uh, I play around with the model. So at least I have to understand a little bit. <laughs> and um, so I work with them every day in, in different ways. So I'm using chat GPT, for example, to yeah structure specific things, to structure my day or to structure specific content, to get ideas for content. And then, uh, yeah, just, just use it as an impulse and then uh, work with what I have it really increases productivity by a lot. Yeah. Um, so that's what I basically do. And I also play around uh, with mid journey, <laughs> like the image you're just showing is also from Mid journey. Yeah. And, <laughs> exactly. uh, so, so, yeah, I'm also one of the guys that is playing around and looking, Oh, wow, that's looking great. Let's, let's just try 20 more images. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it's really also fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's absolutely, and I'm also one of these people uh, who was shocked by what is possible, but basically I only needed one day to in- involve all these tools into my everyday life. And it- it's the same thing I- every time I write an email in English. English is not my mother language. Uh, mm-hmm. I-, I let ChatGPT uh, proofread it yeah, for, grammatic- for grammar errors, for uh, spelling errors, even for style. And this is something where I'm I'm so... Um, amazed by ChatGPT is its a special. The, its speciality is language, right? It is trained as a yes. language machine, and so asking about its opinion about my written email and it gives me like hints. Yeah, for clarity to present this one argument that you, that you bring here, change the wording order, and it's actually teaching me writing better emails. And this is so amazing. Yeah, and yeah. also. Um, like with coding yeah refactoring of your code it's its so easy for chat gpt and it's so fast and basically for all tasks that i'm doing i'm sitting on my computer all day all my work is like electronically and having chat gpt as a partner helping me with these things like summarization of texts uh, proofreading of, of other texts uh, checking my code for mistakes or even like change one table uh, format into another table format things where i would burn like a lot of time right yeah. and I, I i can't imagine anymore it's changing my way of working back to without ai tools and it was so quick uh, and that's Definitely, why i really yes. think nobody nobody will accept uh, a state where where people were saying how oh, we have to um, regulate this in a degree where nobody will be able to work with this anymore i don't think that anyone want to have the situation back
1: uh no definitely not i mean if you you earlier mentioned uh, the ban of chatgpt in italy and and then the funny thing is okay ChatGPT got banned. And you look at Google Trends and VPN (laughs) search (laughs) exploded, absolutely. Absolutely. So everybody was looking for VPN solutions just to use ChatGPT again. So banning, this is also an argument. So just banning the technology in terms of the internet and technologies that can work your way around these things is not going to work. Yeah, definitely not.
0: (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. I think, and this, this shows that we are at a point where trying to ban some kind of information or service on the internet in a certain location is ridiculous today. You, you can't ban these things. It's, it's so it's easy impossible. to go around that. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. Uh, even though it is super important to actually understand what we are doing here and what the effects are in, in uh, all of these new technologies – Especially, and this is something that I also know from, from my personal experience, trying to get a hold of the state of the art is nearly impossible because every single week we have like new frameworks, new iterations, new versions, new companies <laughs> popping out of nowhere, bringing new uh, new ways of utilizing this, this tech um, that is almost impossible to stay on top of the state of the art because it's, the moment you have like understood the, the next iteration there's already the next one on, on the horizon and I remember when they announced uh, GPT-4 for the first time I said don't worry we don't have to get in there because it, it will take years until they bring <laughs> it out of the market and I think like one week later they had like ah here's the alpha have fun with yeah. it like what is going on <laughs> yeah it's,
1: it's really happening quite fast so uh, yeah. and uh, like a year ago you could you could just read newspapers uh, online and you could stay on twitter and keep up to date now you have to go on archive so yes. you have to read the, the the scientific papers to stay ahead of the curve in order to know what's coming next because the, like you mentioned it's just happening within days or weeks uh, with the new developments so the best thing you can do if you want to stay ahead of the curve in terms of knowledge is to try to filter everything that is on artificial intelligence and read the papers on archive. Uh, exactly. But, uh Yeah. And summarize oh. it with uh, chat GPT so that <laughs> yeah. you don't have to read the whole paper.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy, but there, there are still tasks that I am doing manually where after a while I think like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> don't do this by hand. Let the AI do it for you. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I still have to train myself uh, to to work more and more with this with this technology, yeah, to stay yeah. ahead of the curve. <laughs> Eric, it was great having you on the show. Um, you have uh, incredible insights about this these things, and I'm I'm really looking forward to see what is going to happen with this petition because even I think Change.org, they they are cheating a little bit. I remember that they had um, written on their website uh, when you reach. 100,000 signatures, you will be one of the most signed petitions on change.org. And now that you crossed the 100,000, they are now writing uh, if you reach the 150,000 signatures, you will be one of the most signed petitions. But I guess you are already one of the most signed petitions, right? Uh,
1: At the moment, currently, yes. But the carrot is still hanging there and every goal (laughs) you reach will open the next one. But it's great to see. It's a great development with a petition. Uh, My goal is... To develop next steps, like I said, talk with people in the industry as well as in politics. So I was talking um, to the Bundesverband, uh, KI, fr- someone uh, from the Bundesverband, and I'm trying to get involved and uh, really get into contact and to develop a plan together with some smart people. Uh, how to change and address those things and really get something into action and not only uh, like talk about it. I really want to do something and use the leverage and the momentum that we have with it right. uh, to move things in the right direction. If I can do that, I'm pretty happy.
0: <laughs> I'm sure it will have some impact. Definitely,
1: yes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So let's see. Uh, um, I I would be uh, happy to have you back on the show uh, at some point in time when we have like the next iteration. And until then, uh, for everyone listening and watching us right now, thanks for uh, tuning in and see you and hear you next week.
1: Thank you, director, for having me here. Bye.